Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Brooklet Games. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklet Games for beautifully crafted content that provokes creative problem-solving and dramatic scenarios. Brooklyngames.com, find zines and more, patreon.com backslash Brooklet Games. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and today I have with me guest Lorenzo of the RPG International. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh... No, no doubt. It's good to, it's good to get you on here. I, I was peaked at 100%. I saw the title RPG International. Now, how do you pronounce it? You pronounce it the Italian uh, I way. I pronounce it the Italian way because I grew up calling it like that, so the Internazionale. <laughs> but it's a reference to uh, both the historical organization of communist parties as well as the song the Internazionale because... Uh, uh, because I love the aesthetic uh, more than I'm actually <laughs> capable of doing praxis because I'm a nerd. <laughs> I, appreciate, I can appreciate that. I like that it's. I like it's getting out there and something to talk about. The the inter, the was the first and second international were were kind of a thing, and there's a, an interesting history there if you want to look at that. Yeah, there uh, is quite <laughs> a bit of history. I would love to nerd out about those topics, but I think we are uh, going more of a RPG direction today. What is the RPG International? Could you tell the folks listening at home? Yeah, we are a, a YouTube channel and uh, technically Twitter micropresence that <laughs> uh, uh, mostly tries to spotlight indie um, RPGs, smaller products, um, products from the global south and things that are made outside of the English language. Uh, we also do live plays. Uh, we wish we did more. I have dozens recorded, but I hate uh, the sound of my own voice. So I'm being very lazy on the editing part of it. Ah, I see. Uh, but yeah, we are uh, run mostly as a community. Um, our members taking turns DMing, taking turns running RPGs, kind of what interests us. Uh, ideally, one day we would like to see ourselves as also a collective of creatives sharing mm -hmm. kind of like on the system of a co-op, uh, both the profit and the design aspect of our games. Right now we have two games being designed. Neither is at a stage that can be loaded uh, properly and have a release campaign uh, that is like bodied, but Peasants and Pitchfork, which is the most recent one that uh, I am personally working on, it's my baby, is actually nearing completion. And uh, yeah, that's about it. We do uh, live plays, interviews, we <laughs> chat with creators, especially creators that uh, for one reason or another normally don't get talked about as much uh, in yeah. the, I guess, English canon of RPGs. I, <laughs> I I hate the term talking about RPG community because it's, it's not a community, it's a market, unfortunately. I am very yeah. Marxist in my analysis <laughs> of uh, the beautiful place that we play and work in that at the same time it has horrible facets to it. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's definitely it is definitely a market. There's definitely a lot of that capitalism involved in it, isn't there? <laughs> it's a beautiful place to turn millions into thousands. It's not a great place to like actually make a living. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm curious because there I when I found your YouTube channel, there some of those live plays, some of the the 
titles and some of the stuff you got going on there seems a little politically charged as there's some of the other ideas you got going behind there. Stuff I appreciate. I really like what you're doing so far. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that our uh, best uh, and most watched things are the Steel Weaver Rebellion, which is a hack by Mabel Harper uh, of uh, a fantastic game called uh, uh, Blades in the Dark. The Steel Weaver Rebellion centers around specifically playing as a revolutionary cell that works alongside unions and local community organization to overthrow uh, a corrupt system. Uh, I like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, games that we played, even though the actual gameplay video that we did wasn't great because at the time I didn't understand the system perfectly, but I... 100% endorse the system is Hammer and Stake, which Hammer and is stake? Hammer and Stake, yes, which is about uh, um, communists fighting against vampires. Ah. It externalizes <laughs> a bit more uh, the metaphor that Marx uses in the Das Kapital and critique of modern economy when he refers to the capitalist class and especially landlordism as a vampire that sucks the lifeblood of the workers. Here is a bit more explicit, let's put it that way. <laughs> I like that. I really appreciate that metaphor. It, uh, I, I, could you tell us a little more about the Vampires and Stakes game? <laughs> uh, Hammer and Stake is a great game. You can, uh, I think you can Google it by finding the hammer and the stake. That's the, um, the official title, and it's such a wonderful project. I have loved uh, like reading it, playing it, uh, the manual especially. Uh, because it's it is uh, obviously an RPG manual that does world building and does uh, like the normal things that an RPG does. But there is actual, uh, like, I don't know. I always feel like an old man telling people to read the theory. But, like, <laughs> if you want to get inspired to read the theory, maybe check that out. And it at least name drops a few authors that you should check in real life that don't talk about vampires, but actual shit. Though, at the same time, if you want to talk about vampires, we have a Vampire the Masquerade game coming soon on our oh. channel. And I'm going to self-plug like a motherfucker because I love Vampire the Masquerade and I think more people should watch it. Well, Vampire the Masquerade is very steeped and heavy in um, factions and stuff like that. I'm, yes. I'm curious to know how you're approaching that with, with some of your takes already. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, uh, a deep uh, fan and at the same time critic of <laughs> the biggest hypocrites in the Vampire the Masquerade universe who are the Anarchs. <laughs> and I... Love how much they style themselves after actual anarchists, while at the same time giving themselves title like Baron. And <laughs> yeah. the whole... Uh, how uh, the anarch domains are like fucked places, but at the same time, they are objectively probably the best people in the Vampire the Masquerade universe. We have a little bit of that going on of the political game in our first series. In our second series, which God knows when we will publish because uh, it's being still finished recorded now, there is going to be a lot more than that. And it's going to see our vampires actually do some political disrupting in Europe. I would, uh, that's that's interesting. That sounds like fun. I, I'm A political game with vampire, I mean, it's suited for it. It's kind of the base foundation of how you play the game. 
And I mean, sometimes... if, uh, capital, if ultimately the accumulation of capital is like thievery over time, a vampire <laughs> who has all the time they can get, it's going to be better at it than the average human. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. No doubt. The vampire literally is, I think, too, that, that Marx's analysis there is the bloodsucker, the parasite that's living off the the yeah. uh the work like the capitalist is living off the working class off of their labor so <laughs> it's great yeah that's pretty much what we have going on right now we have a lot of interviews with great people uh, we try to chat with people who um, are making games there is so many people making beautiful games out there we try i have a deep shit goblin in me that really wants to just make videos about systems I hate. I oh, never no. will because I want... Uh, I spread enough hate in my real life with uh, my actual political action. Uh, and my like. I, I am angry enough in the real world. In the digital world, I want to spring positivity and be a fucking shit live and just be nice to people. I mean, yeah, I, I, I found that I try, especially with doing the game stuff, I try to be positive and bring on folks to to uplift what they're doing and encourage it instead of tearing those things down is kind of the approach I've taken when doing yeah. like a podcast here regularly about games and stuff. <laughs> I can be mad at D&D until I'm blue in the face and probably I should more, but I should be more. But at the same time, it's more fun to like, you know, talk about the great things that the community is doing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, it, it's There's a lot of cool stuff out there. Now, in the, in the, I guess, the ecosphere of games, there's so many, like, small independent creators putting stuff out there that aren't the, you know, Hasbro and stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that from your perspective and the in the the point of view you seem to be coming at things with. <laughs> oh, I mean, I if you want me to go on hot takes about like the whole situation, the one D and D to rule them all and all that, I will. <laughs> I don't think it will fit your format of 15 minutes. Uh, but the one, uh, I think that a lot of people, um, rightfully, honestly get very mad at the racist tree and they're missing the capitalist forest that is the clusterfuck that D&D is becoming. Yes. And the fact that it's being built as a walled garden to like... Uh, I actually am not one of those people that uh, tells people you shouldn't be playing D&D mm -hmm. purely because I do think it's useless. I do think it doesn't actually do any good to the indie community to talk shit directly at the people who are only playing D&D. Yes. They are having fun. They are having a good time. Yeah, what, I like to critic, good <laughs> what I like to critique is the fact that D&D is insulating itself from the community as a, at large uh, and functionally that like every monopoly, because I hate to do it. I hate to be the grumpy old man, but we bring <laughs> it back to class analysis. We bring it back to Marx. We bring it back to economics, to actual theory. D&D is a monopoly on the market. It's a force that shapes the market in and on itself. And it's trying more and more to concentrate its strength to make it so that you don't play RPGs. You play D&D. Yes. Which is a big difference. And it's a big... Uh, a big part of that is that D&D uh, uh, makes a big show of uplifting a few marginalized voices 
Mm-hmm. Honestly, while still keeping on staff some really fucked individuals, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, but uplift very few uh, marginalized voices and use that as a shield to ultimately build a market that silences the broader marginalized community. Mm-hmm. Be that uh, um, uh, racially or politically or financially the underclass in America itself, but be mm-hmm. even more so the ecosystem of other countries. There is a reason a lot of people publishing in uh, everywhere ranging from Europe to South America to Southeast Asia are publishing D&D supplement, and it's because they like to eat. Like yeah. they, It's not because they like D&D. Uh, I know of dozens of great games. I actually had a conversation today, this morning, with uh, a Polish game designer that was complaining that after immigrating, uh, they couldn't find uh, places to like uh, find just a group to play with, non-D&D games. And it yes. was very hard to find it offline while it wasn't in their own country. And I think that that is a big part of my problem with it. My problem with it is not that uh, um, the people who are making D&D are eating. I'm glad they are. The more nerds actually make a living, the better it is. I hope they unionize one day, but that's beside the point. (laughs) I I agree Um, there. I think we've seen a little bit of movement there with Paizo and Noble Knight. That's a positive. (laughs) Cross fingers. Uh, I hope that goes well. I hope... However, that we don't stop there, that uh, the fact that D&D is able to, like, it's the everything game, and the fact that you can run everything badly in D&D <laughs> doesn't uh, create a block that prevents people who have more uh, out there, more interesting, more creative ideas, yes. uh, especially those who come not only from marginalized backgrounds, but also from backgrounds who are just... Uh, uh, from a technical perspective, it's inaccessible to have the same type of monetization and shipping industry that Global South come to mind. But like, honestly, even Spain has problems with shipping outside of like the big publishers and so on. Yes. Uh, that those games and those voices don't disappear. That's kind of my problem with the ecosystem that is being fostered. Honestly, since uh, um, the early stages of the DMs Guild and uh, D&D Beyond uh, and trying to centralize that much more off the books and into a service online. And the, the in recent interview that the D&D is under-monetized fucking terrifies me because the day that D&D becomes a live service is the day I become the Joker. Uh, but that's beside the point yeah yeah i I think we've been a little concerned about that like i said we try to focus here on what like you said somewhat there are folks out there who are cranking games out and selling their stuff because they want need to eat need to pay a bill and like acknowledging that class element there that is you know people trying to create these things there's a lot of artists and writers that come to this sphere for that kind of thing to try to cover a few things there is a lot of great creators that are stuck in the loop of having to make uh, dnd variations because you know that's what pays the bill yes and i wish that more things like it sounds weird because arc for example which is actually my favorite rpg of uh, well now last year is a mega hit and like it has it has actually made money it's a game from the philippines it's great uh it it has won a bunch of awards i don't know if you're familiar yes uh, 
Yeah, it's such a great game. It's actually probably my favorite game that came out last year. But uh, at the same time, the fact itself that that is anomalous, the fact itself that Ark is such a big success story does worry me because uh, I wish there was more um, that wasn't published just for the big game. Hell, even for the big games, like... uh, I play Vampire the Masquerade and I have a lot of fun with it, but I want more vam- more uh, yeah hell, I want more vampire stories that are not Vampire the Masquerade. I want more things that are not within Call of Cthulhu. I uh, I, I want more small games because uh, um there is different types of play that can be exalted and uh, you know, they never get to. That's true. That's true. I I agree. I think you're onto something there. Now we're about out of time. Can you tell the listeners where they can find the RPG International and find you online and follow and, and check Absolutely. out the stuff you're putting out? Absolutely. You can find us on YouTube at the RPG Internationale. Uh, I assume there is a way to put a link somewhere down there. Yeah, and... if you, I can make sure we get any links you want to send me uh, into the show notes. Just make sure I Fantastic. get Fantastic. <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter, where, where I mostly have bad takes and complain about the surgery I just had because uh, <laughs> oh, no. my f- foot hurts. And beside that, uh, if you want a good D&D content, check out POC Gamer. He's great. And uh, I don't know, check out, there is a bunch of creators that I want to shout out, but uh, uh, check out Narantem and Lumen Rider Core. I'll send you a link of good games that came out recently. I always want to uplift other people's voices as well. Yes, that's great. Yes, yes. Send me me links and we'll make sure they get them in the show notes. If If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today... Uh, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on uh, Twitter and TikTok now at Logar Hale Crom. We're on Patreon. We can always use support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.